Welcome, everyone, to two, episode 250 of Fergo and the Freak. I'm your host, the Glorious League Freak, and we're going to have a really, really interesting conversation today. But first, we've got to talk about our sponsors, which is Manscaped.com. If you go to Manscaped.com and you put in the code NRL, you get 20% off and free shipping of any of their products. They've got a whole lot of stuff. Have a look at it. There's some good stuff that you could get for Christmas there. I recommend getting the Perfect Package 3.0. It's fantastic. You get a bit of everything. You get the Lawnmower 3.0. It is absolutely great. So go there, put in the code NRL, free shipping, 20% off. You also get a 30-day money-back guarantee because they're so confident in what they sell there. So check it out. You will not regret it. First of all, welcome, Sandy. You've been on before. I have. How are you? Good, How thanks. are things down under? <laughs> <laughs> this smooth. Um, and welcome your friend, Jenny. Hello. How's it going? Good. How are you? Pretty good. Now, we're going to talk about the Toronto Wolfpack. We haven't talked since the Wolfpack were kicked out of Super League uh, permanently after the vote between the clubs uh, Super League was involved. Obviously, the Rugby Football League got a vote as well, but they wanted uh, the Toronto Wolfpack to stay in Super League. Um, it was a devastating blow for the club in a year that has been basically their worst-case scenario that you could think of, especially with COVID-19, all the borders getting shut down. You know, the, the whole premise is to have a transatlantic competition, and when you shut that down there was always going to have to be almost a rescue package for the Toronto Wolfpack. And unfortunately, Super League threw in the towel immediately. Um, it, it was really devastating for everybody that was behind the Wolfpack. The new owners of the Wolfpack stepped in with a pretty good offer going forward. They said that they were going to, uh, wipe clear the debts of the club. They were going to pay all the players. They were going to pay uh, all of the administrative staff. But that wasn't good enough for Super League. And they said, no, thank you. We're going to forge ahead with a competition that basically hasn't expanded. Well, it's expanded once since the late 70s, which is an absolute joke. Um, so I'll go to you first, Sandy. What, what did you feel like? when the decision come down and how have you felt in the day since? Um, where do I start? Um, I'm really hurt yeah. because the people who voted never got a chance to see it. And the, the fears of what Toronto would be, would bring was unfounded because you can only judge on what you've experienced. And Going on, I just felt that there were going on rumors or speculation that what that just wasn't right. You know, they didn't even ask anybody in Canada about the wolf pack or anything. So yeah. I, I just felt like they just didn't want us. Some people didn't want us there for their own means. And I don't understand the sport enough to know what the hidden agenda is or why it would be so against. But the question I'm asking is why are five of the clubs who are not, who are usually at the bottom of the league, why are they so powerful 
to vote against a club that could bring so much to the sport. Yeah. I, yeah, I it, just can't understand. In, 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 in a business situation, mm-hmm. you go to the strong people in your organization to lead you because they're, they're good at what they do. And you want, the, you want whatever the good people have to go along the rest of the business. You don't ask the people who are not performing in the business to make decisions that can really affect the sport. And it's not about Toronto in a way. It's about all the decisions that have been happening this week that I really am scared for the sport. And Jenny knows I've been crying all week because I just do not understand. Yeah, it's a, it, it really is. It felt like a decision that was almost bigger than the Toronto Wolfpack for me. It felt like it was a statement about the future of Super League and the reaching out of British Rugby League to be something more than it has been for many decades. And with the decision they come up with to get rid of Toronto, it just felt like it was an official decision to be the small northern sport that was, you know, geographically isolated and that struggled to break through to the rest of the English market, let alone anywhere else, unfortunately. Um, Jenny, what were your thoughts on, on the decision for Super League to kick out Toronto? So here's the thing, you know, in, in business, we have to make business decisions. Um, and, you know, do, do I think the proposal was flawless? No. Do I think the Super League's decision was based solely on the good of the sport? No. Um, I mean, let me put it in this context. In what, in what other industry would you be asking your competitors to vote who's in and who's not. Imagine, for example, let's let's take, you know, Usain Bolt, the, one of the best runners in the world. Now, let's say Olympics is coming up and he doesn't have the sponsorship money. Um, and so the board needs to vote if he's going to run for the Olympics. And they invite every other runner. And the first guy says, oh, man, he's a bit too fast for me. No, I, I don't think I'm going to vote him in. I say no. And the second guy says, oh, pff, last time he creamed me by, you know, two minutes. No. So. That's essentially what's happened here. You know, you've got clubs sitting there going, ooh, Toronto look like they've got a good side this year. No, I'm kind of threatened by them, so I'm going to say no. Um, Where else in business? It's like asking Burger King if it's okay to build a McDonald's. Uh, You know, it just makes no sense why this vote happened, you know, within the teams that were there. I mean, sure, give them a small percentage of the vote. Let them have a little bit of a say, you know, but – there needs to be some sort of committee um, that decides on this, like in any other organized sport. There's a committee um, that isn't made up of solely just the teams playing. It's it's almost like, well, you know, give me our, our ball back. You can't play no more. Um, and that's kind of how I felt the decision went. Um, you know, am I upset? Yeah, I'm upset that, that Toronto didn't make it. I understand some of the reasonings behind it, um, but... I don't understand the bullying, the one-sided, you know, it's Toronto, so we're definitely voting no, um, especially from some clubs who are so poorly managed um, and in the past have mismanaged funds. Um, I don't understand where, what knowledge they have to be able to make this vote. And then the thing is, is mm-hmm. that the 12th team that has to come in 
isn't even, is going to be voted. There isn't even a voting process. So yeah. hold on a minute. So you, you made a vote in one way for the future of rugby league in a way, because it is a big step and it was the biggest decision of the sport since it turned from a winter to a summer sport. But yet yeah. the 12th team that you're about to enter, who is going to represent the super league, you're just going to do your own. I'm just going to do my own research and pick of, of the best deal. Like what, I don't understand why there yeah, I don't understand why there's no precedent or guidance on this. I mean, surely in an organization you have, you know, some some sort of charter or some sort of uh, bylaws and rules that says if A happens, this is how we decide on B. But they're just like, "Eh, I think we're going to go for 12 teams." Um, okay, you know what, we're going to do a bit of money saving as well because of COVID and things. So we're not even going to give them equal funding. I mean, how's that team going to be able to perform? You're going against, you know, the Leeds Rhinos and things like that, and you're getting a portion of the funding. So where's the money going? Is this, is this because, you know, if we save money in the Super League, certain members of Super League get a bonus? Well, like... I, I would like to know that question. Where is that extra portion of central funding that would normally go to the 12th club? Where did that end up? And my guess is, and I don't know this for a fact, but my guess is that that was just divided amongst the rest of the clubs. Um, the the <laughs> well, thing that gets me is that Super League has been a failing competition for a long, long time now. And there's so many indicators for British Rugby League that are pointing all in the wrong direction and have been for many, many years. And I don't understand why they would make the decision to just, you know, steady as she goes and not back something new, back something bold. And that's what the Toronto Wolfpack always were. They were a big, bold step. It worked outrageously well right up until last year where, I mean, the Wolfpack with this entity that was – it was almost like a fairy tale. I mean, they were ticking all the boxes. They'll win on all the games they needed to win. They were attracting talent. They're attracting um, international recognition. And then you get to this year, and it has been a really extraordinary year with COVID-19. And there's been a lot of hurdles that everyone has had to overcome. And I don't understand why, you know, teams in Super League and teams that represent British Rugby League, and I've always said Super League is the shop front for British Rugby League. I don't understand why they would get to a point where they'd say, you know what, this big, bold decision, this new direction, we're not going to take it. We're pretty happy with where we're going because where they're going is just, I mean, they're going to end up being in a semi-professional competition Within a decade, if things continue the way that they're going, there's already talk that Sky is going to cut how much they give to Super League in the next TV deal. You've got to look for new revenue streams. You've got to look for something different. And Super League voted against something different. I find it really, really crazy that they did that. It was it was so difficult yesterday. I was speaking to one of my friends in Canada who's a teacher. Mm-hmm. And um, since he's been watching the games, he's been taking and talking about the Wolfpack and making the Wolfpack assignments, you know, in class. And, and a lot of the kids have gone to, to games and they've really embraced. They've taken on rugby league within their own communities. And one of the kids yesterday said, when will I see Wolfpack play? Because they don't know what's been going on. Yeah. And he was in tears. Yeah. And it's so hard because so much has been done. 
to actually get new people. You know, these kids like Ethan on Monday, he sees me crying and says, mom, what's wrong? Mm. I really am. I don't know what's left. But so much was done that how do you say to a child? Yeah. yeah, the the thing is the Wolf Pack were a bit different than any other team, right? They obviously had to come from ground zero, um, with no history. You've you've got super, you've got rugby in in the UK celebrating, you know, over a hundred years of, of of steep history. So this this is a team, brand new boys, but boys from you know a lot of boys from the United Kingdom, um, who you know who are now first of all, I just want to say without pay. Um, because this deal didn't go through. So essentially, thank you to the other Super League clubs because without you voting in favor, these boys are now six months without a pay because Carlos did say he would pay for all their bills. Um, so I, I hope you all have a Merry Christmas while these boys are struggling. Secondly, um, you've got this, this grassroots team here who's coming through, playing. They're talking to fans. They're talking to kids. They're doing their charity work. Uh, they're you know making a difference in the community. Um, you know They're going up to players at the end. Uh, you know, little kids at the end. We I've watched um, a few games where you know the little mascots go out, and actually the mascots from from other teams were wanting to walk out with our players. I mean, Sandy yeah. and, and and I, our children have been mascots a few times, and we've actually had to forego them walking out with Ashton Sims, walking out with SBW, walking out with your Gazo O'Briens, because the other kids from other teams are going. Oh, can we can we walk out with Ashton Sims? Oh, can we walk out with Gaza? And that goes to show you that you know, first of all, rugby has no boundaries. You know, it, it's a love of the sport, and it shouldn't just be about a team. Um, but that shows you kind of the impact that the, that the team has made in such a short time, um, and, and it has been a short time. And you know, we hear the same arguments back and forth. Well, they have no Canadian players. No. You're, you know, we, we've had one, um, you know, we are growing that we are a union country. We are growing league as a, as a sport. It takes mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what do the away fans bring? Um, well, we bring donuts to start with, but you know, from a, from a, from a, we, share, from a, them. we, do share, we do share them. them. Yeah. But you know, if you need to count on your away fans to fill your stadium and to pay your bills, then there's something wrong with your home fans. Um, but you know, to an average game, there's anywhere from 50 to a hundred plus away fans. To some of the Super League games, there were more people in the stands coming to watch Toronto wearing a lead strip, wearing, uh, you know, any other strip because they wanted to see Toronto play. Mm. I'm not saying they wouldn't go to, to watch their own team, but they came out specifically to watch that. So the arguments are mute points. I, I think the problem we have is um, there's a saying in Scotland, I you been, which means as it's been and as it always will be. And I think that is the problem. It's changing the great and it stops with one man. Um, one man has the power to change all this. Um, and I, and I guess I want to ask him, you know, when are you going to pull up those big boy pants and make change? Because your league below you is failing. The whole super league is failing and it is down to one person. Yeah. And like, I, I think he needed to show some leadership and say, look, and not look, I I've, I've said this before, Something different needs to be done here. We can't continue mm-hmm. down the same road because if we do, we're in a lot of strife. You know, yeah. they've got to give something to Sky, which is interesting to Sky. And mm-hmm. it's not only that. I mean, it's if Super League wants to grow, it needs to look for its own revenue streams to build upon. 
And that's something that Toronto gave it, you know, gave it access to a city of over 6 million people in North America. And that is something that, I mean, the NRL would kill for something like that. The NRL, unfortunately, couldn't do it. Toronto's too far away from from Australia. And, you know, for Super League to, to have that sort of foot in the door, they would have had the biggest potential catchment area of any other Super League club. And that is something that I can't believe that Super League thinks it it's in the position to walk away from it. it. It's absolutely crazy to me. And especially when everything was set up for it to work and we hit COVID. And of course, there's going to be problems, but you don't throw in the towel immediately as soon as there are problems. It, it's a ridiculous decision. And one that, you know, even if they had to come out and they had to said, look, we're going to we're going to allow the Toronto Wolfpack to sit out next season, but come back yeah. in 2022, because we understand there's so many issues in terms of international travel and things like that. Allow the Wolfpack to build, to grow and to be ready to come back in a, you know, in a year's time. But they just said, no, we're not going down that that road. And I would like to know what the plan is now for Super League because, you know, it seems like they've been making it up a lot as they go this year. And that's fair enough because it's been a a really strange year. But they must have something pretty bloody impressive lined up for the next, you know, year and a half or so before that TV deal gets signed because, you know, they're... They're in a really bad position in terms of where the league sits and what its future is. Um, you know, they're, they're selling towns to major corporations and trying to tell them that, you know, this is the future. It's small towns in northern England for the most part, but it's definitely not a city of six million people in North America. It makes I no have, sense to me. I have to questions or comments and I, I I just need him to give me an answer because fans you know need closure whether you are a Wolfpack fan or a rugby league fan it's the one he made two comments that really just I, I honestly I just can't understand how he even said it was I don't believe there's any obviously I'm kind of trying to summarize it Something like there's not enough interest or something in North America, um, but there's more potential to grow the sport of rugby league in France and outside of the heartlands in the UK. Now, Super League have been around for 20 years or something like that, Jenny. Mm -hmm. What are they Mm -hmm. waiting for? That's my first question. (laughs) What are you waiting for? If this is a genuine statement, honestly, it's not about Toronto at the moment, but he made a statement that said, you can grow the sport of rugby league in France and in the UK outside of the M62. You have been around for 20 years. I, I'm waiting. What are you waiting for? And then mm. the other comment he made is that the city of Toronto is oversaturated with sports. So what's Manchester? What's London? Yeah. Mm. Just those two alone. So yeah, we, that, and, that and, and the pop, yeah, it just, 
Oh God, I can't. The problem is the, the, the problem is Sandy is when you're making up BS, you have to try to grasp at straws, and and that's essentially what's happened here. We we don't have facts. There's no facts in anything. This is coming down to we need to find some good excuses that we hope the public will get behind. And you know, um, the, the the thing about Super League and the thing about the teams in the Super League is you start a little spark and you'll end up with a whole wild bushfire. Um, and so they'll leak little things to the press. Um, Ooh, you know, Toronto had payment problems. Ooh, they're bringing nothing to the sport, are they? And it, and it's Chinese whispers. It's going around and it's like, oh yeah, they're definitely not bringing, a, you know, and did you hear? And did you hear? Um, there's no facts behind anything. And, you know, the it's important to note that the Super League were asked by many and many of journalists to make a comment or a quote, and they refused. Mm-hmm. They point blank refused to comment. Now, if you fully believed in your in 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 and you had full you know confidence in what you have decided, then why wouldn't you release an official statement? Why wouldn't you come out and say these are the reasons? Here's the presentation. This is why we felt you know th- there was none of that. Um, you know, Toronto is happily. You know, you've seen the the letter yesterday leaked about um, from Carlos to the the Super League um, outlining, you know, what he was asked. Um, where where is the statement from the Super League? Where is the statement from those eight clubs on why they said no? I I want an answer. I mean, I don't I don't think it's too hard and, if you were bold enough to to vote no. Uh, and some of those clubs, may I add, you have mismanaged funds. You know, I don't like to bring up the past, but it, <laughs> Jenny, they're some bringing up our were, past. They're bringing well, up if you've our got past, some clubs that you know were were having financial problems from within, and people were you know. Uh, profiting from within and not giving it to the club. Um, I'm not sure how you, you can say anything about another club's finances, but where, you know, where is your statement? I, we had statements from Leeds giving us their support. We had statements from the clubs that were supporting us, but it seems those that have said no or just saying no and running. Um, I think you owe the public and you owe the people who have paid tickets on your gate an answer. Because there's a lot of fans yeah. from these clubs who are appalled by the decision. There's a lot of support, more than people, you know, I couldn't believe when that letter from Carlo got published, the comments were, look at his grammar. I can see, really, are you absolutely making judgment on Toronto based on someone's grammar? That was the other thing. He did the meeting for the back of his car. I mean, yes, he's a busy, he he made his presentation and then was asked to come back. he would have had things planned. It was short notice meeting. I mean, I don't understand uh, this report that, that, you know, they're saying that they did against Toronto. Um, Why wasn't this done from the get go? I mean, I think over the coming weeks, you know, people are going to get angry and they're going to start asking the questions and the fans have a right to be angry, not just of Toronto, but of Super League. Where's this money, Super League? Why are teams struggling? And I don't just mean Toronto. I'm talking about some of the bigger teams. There was a grant given to the Super League for COVID, $17 million. Where's that money to help out these clubs? Where's this money to help out the players of Toronto? who haven't been paid for six months. Why? We're talking about be positive. We're talking about mental health. We're talking about player welfare. The Super League were like, well, sorry, you're not a full member of the RFL because we weren't allowed to be, may I yeah. add. 
So we're just going to leave you high and dry because you're not a member of the RFL. We have no obligation to assist you. But then they'll be the first ones to post if one of these boys does anything tragic. They'll be the, yeah. you know, they're the first one to sit there and be, oh, poor Rob Burroughs, you know, MND. And I get that. They got fully behind that because, you know, leads. But then you've got boys struggling to pay their bills. Mm. You've got boys who are stranded who couldn't get back home to Australia. You had fans trying to do GoFundMes. And the RFL's response is, well, you're not fully members. So, um, I mean, we're not under any obligation to help you. Yeah, which I is mean, completely outrageous. They're down, right? Yeah, and it's been – look, that's been an outrageous aspect of Super League for a long, long time now in that – and look, players not getting paid is a regular occurrence over there. In the NRL, all players' salaries are guaranteed by the NRL itself. So if tomorrow – And look, they get so much money from TV deals, it wouldn't happen. But say tomorrow the Manly Seagulls fall over, Manly players, all of their salaries are covered by the NRL itself. And this attitude that's in Super League where, well, you know, that's not our problem. I'm sorry, you've got to deal with that. I don't understand it. And I tell you what, and I said this from the very, very early days, as soon as the, the Toronto players were left high and dry like that, and they weren't getting paid. And I mean, it wasn't just that they were get, weren't getting paid. They were getting eviction notices from uh, places that were supposed to be paid by the club that they weren't getting paid and all sorts of things like that. Um, th- I thought that the rest of Super League players should have gone on strike because it's not just about one club. It's Take about a the knee, greater right? game. Take a knee, exactly. Yeah. There, and there and, was and, a lot and, of players suffering, you know, not even just from the Wolfpack. There's a lot of players... You know, and I'm not going to mention names. Jenny might be there, who've taken really bad situations with with what's been going on. You know, but that's why we started the petition. It wasn't about we want Toronto back. It's a true fear of where is the sport going because yeah. what's happened in the past week. You have an individual on six hundred thousand who is meant to be guiding you and your organization and your sport. To, gr- to good things. And all I've seen is chaos. Even people who've been following the sport for 50 years says it's just chaos. And yeah. people like my son and Jenny's and these kids in Toronto who absolutely loves the rugby league, who got into the sports, there might not be one in the area to play, to, to aspire them. Yeah. It's the, just the, the thing is – Where's the transparency? Why are clubs being asked, asking their fans for support with paying for COVID tests when we got money from the government? Why are fans being asked not to get refunds on their season tickets because the clubs, and I'm not just talking Super League now, I'm going to talk all of Rugby League in in, in the UK, you know, Mm -hmm. teams are fearing of going bust, Um, you know. I don't understand where the money is. There's no transparency. There's no accountability. Um, You know, you've got a man sitting at the top of his perch and basically he could say tomorrow, I want 15 teams in and, and who's going to argue against him. Where's the talk back? Where's in no other sport would this happen? You would get, you know, look at the NFL players. They're taking knees for political reasons. And you've got teams over here, you know, many of which are, you know, you've got Gaz O'Brien, players like this who play for other Super League teams and other 
you know, rugby league teams who are saying, listen, I've not been paid for six months. And every other team is just turning their back on these guys as if they don't even know them. Um, and I also think, you know, the, the teams that have signed some of our players um, who also have voted no after offering contracts to said players, but that's another story. Um, man up and help these players out. Help their, you know, it does stop with David Argyle. I get that. I get it. But this there is the first time this has happened. There was, there a, was solution. a solution. There was and a solution. The and they said no. They said no. And there's no reason for them saying no. Um, when you've got some of the most financially sound clubs in, rug, in, in all of Super League, all of Rugby League voting yes, it makes me wonder why the teams who voted no, some of which are in dire financial trouble, <coughs> Hull, and you've got other teams who are saying no just because they don't like Toronto and they feel that that's what their fans wanted to hear. And it's selfish. It's selfish. And you basically took the money out of the mouths of those who needed it. And you're not providing any other solution. I'm not seeing any of these teams saying, you know what, we got extra money because Toronto didn't take central funding and they didn't take their winnings. Um, let's all pool together and help these families out. Well, how about, nope, like, done that. when the decision come down and, you know, the the new owners of the Woolpack, the potential new owners, said, look, we're, we're going to cover all the salaries. And Super League comes out and they says, no, that that's fine. Like, the, my first thought was, if I'm Sonny Bill Williams and I just lost $5 million on that decision, I would be outraged. And, like, look, Sonny Bill, he, he'll, he'll be fine. You know, there are plenty of other players who, like – the money that they've lost from the Toronto decision, yeah. it's really, really important to them. Like they actually need yeah. it. It's not like they've got a big nest egg or they've had this career where they've made millions of dollars over the course of their, their career. And so just on that alone, I was very, very surprised. Um, this is, they, the problem. Were... this is the problem. The fans don't see past that. You've got fans of the Super League who are saying, yeah, but Sonny Bill gets paid how much? Maybe you shouldn't have bought him. Mm. Sonny Bill gets paid how much? He doesn't need the money, you know, and and maybe players should manage their money better and maybe this and maybe that. And and that is the problem. And you know what? It doesn't matter if Sonny Bill gets paid a million or or 50 million. I mean, it's, it's your money, right? It's your money and you earned it and you have the right to it. Mm. Um, and, and, and yeah, he may not need as much help as maybe some of the other players, but you've got some players who actually signed with other clubs for less than working full time at McDonald's because yeah. they needed the money. And, and you know, that's Casey, the thing. That's and, the thing. And yeah. well, like we've seen this year, like all of a sudden super league and they did it kind of quietly where they got rid of the minimum salary. And yeah. so like that's your first step towards becoming a semi-professional competition where you've mm -hmm. now got professional players that can potentially run out there against guys who they've got a, a job during the week. You know, they're not professional rugby league players by the definition that they should be. And it, this is just a long road that Super League has been walking down, and they that's what I don't understand about it. There's been so many times where Super League has had an opportunity to try and change where they're going, and this is just the latest. But there's something about this decision for me that it really felt like a hammer blow to what 
Super League was supposed to be. I mean, it's, it was supposed to be the European Super League. It was supposed to be teams in France, and there was supposed to be London was supposed to be in there. It was supposed to have a team up near uh, Newcastle. It was supposed to grow, and it didn't. It just didn't. And here's a team in Toronto, and they did it, you know, standing on their own two feet right up until last year, until COVID hit. And, you know, Super League has just turned their back on it. Now, the, the, one of the things I want to touch on, there was something in this report about the social media engagement of the Toronto <laughs> yeah. Wolfpack, which oh, I yeah, we thought don't do was any. We don't do any, by the way, apparently. Yeah. We don't do any. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, and, and like... I started following the Toronto Wolfpack pretty early on and was lucky enough to see the social engagement just explode. To, I mean, even now, it's fantastic even today. Tell us a little bit about what they talked about in terms of the social media engagement with the Wolfpack. Jenny, you can do it because it angered me. I mean, all right. So, um, I, I I work in social media. Um, I handle you know a, a lot of professional social media accounts for both sports and and government. Um, and one of the things that um they they pointed out in this report, and there, and there there is a whole section on this report about social media. Um. They, they say that we've gained reasonable social media in a small amount of time. Um, however, um, on a, basically they're saying when we stepped up to Super League, we weren't playing with the big boys. Um, we didn't have enough. Um, Toronto Wolfpack had the lowest video views and engagements among compared clubs. Um, so being in social media, I decided to have a little look-see. Um, Are you going to bring facts into this? Oh, come on, Jenny, don't do that. And, and I'm not just going to say at the end of my sentence, facts, which seems yeah. to be the biggest thing on Twitter today. Like, Toronto <laughs> Wolfpack were never a sustainable business. Facts. And yeah. that apparently makes it true. Um, I'm actually going to bring numbers. Okay. Um, now, okay. 13 hours ago, 13 hours ago, um, the Toronto Wolfpack posted a video. In 13 hours... 482 people retweeted that one video. I'm just going to go off Twitter. 482 people. Now, that's a lot of people in 13 hours, given the time zone difference between here and Toronto. Um, it had over 1,500 engagements just on the Toronto page. This doesn't include when people share it or anything like that. Um, it it, this is just purely on the Toronto page. Now, I, I compared that um, to the likes of Leeds Rhinos, to the likes of Featherstone, to the likes of Hull um, and, and other clubs. Now, Leeds Rhinos posted, um, you know, a, a video with, with Rob Burroughs in it. They posted a video and, and I decided to go back hour for hour. Uh, 20 hours ago, Leeds mm -hmm. Rhinos posted about Kevin Sunfield and, you know, how he's doing a challenge to raise funds for Rob Burrow, mm -hmm. who is a big name, right? Yeah. Big name, yeah. big in the press at the moment. In 20 hours, that had 20 comments, 110 retweets, and 500 likes. You know, let, let, let me remind you again of the Toronto Wolfpack number. I mean, these aren't things I can make up. Anybody can log on to social media and check this right now. Yeah. 1,563 likes, 482 retweets in 13 hours for a club that apparently nobody likes, had no future, had nothing. The Toronto Wolfpack have constantly 
tweeted. They tweet all their games. They put on social media. They've got a fairly good social media team. Yeah. Uh, and when they comp- compared the performance, they can- and they chose three clubs. Now, let me tell you the clubs they decided to compare them against. Hall KR, mm-hmm. the Red Devils, and Wakefield Trinity. Okay. So let, we're comparing apples with with grapefruits. Yeah. Um, now a lot of these clubs have been steeped in in Super League and in Rugby League for for a long time. Um, now, again, I decided to go to some of these places, and for example, Hall KR, um, they made a post 13 hours ago. It had seven retweets and 28 likes, but apparently we're not as good as them. Mm. Now. They've got fifty nine thousand, sorry, fifty five thousand followers. Hall KR, fifty nine thousand followers, and and that is that is, you know, they've been around for what years now. Toronto mm-hmm. Toronto has thirty six point one on on mm-hmm. on Twitter, so we are, you know, for a new club, we're getting up there. We yeah. are we we're making you know progress, and just the fact that you can actually see what's trending and you put in you know, um, the likes of, of Toronto and you can see who's talking. Um, but what I found very interesting is over the last 72 hours, those clubs that have said no have all lost over 1% of their followers. Oh, really? 1% of their followers mm. and including Super League. People are boycotting this. And it's not just Toronto fans. I've got pages on our Facebook page and things like that of people saying, I'm disgusted at my club's response. Disgusted. Mm. Um so I don't know what more they want from us. Um, I don't know what they do. They want blood. Do they want us to be, you know, the next Addison Ray of, of, of social media? Do you know what I mean? Do they want us to have 6 million followers? Um, Jamie, it, it isn't going to happen. Remember the fact that we had teams like the Maple Leafs, the Raptors, the Jays supporting us, who gives a shit? I'm sorry. Of course, no one wants three major sports teams with, over a million followers who've retweeted Toronto stuff in the past. Who the hell wants that stuff? Nobody. And, and I'm going to give another quote here because this this is how deluded they are. Bearing in mind our Raptors and and and, and other teams, <clears throat> the social media area in a Canadian-based team does not offer any material benefit to Super League over a Hartsland team operating in a much smaller home market. Again. The social media area in a Canadian-based team does not offer any material benefit to Super League over a Heartland's team operating in a much in a much smaller home market. So we do have a big population. Shall we look at London Broncos, who have the same population, you know, if not greater than Toronto? Should we look at, um, you know, some of these other teams? I mean, did any of them sign Sonny Bill Williams? Did any of them bring that 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 we got loads of Australian people, the London Broncos who were in the super league, I'll go mm. relegated 25,000 followers. So mm. around the same comparison, a little bit less than Toronto. So I don't understand on one hand, they're saying social media performance um, isn't directly related to super league income. And then the next hand they're saying, yeah, but you're comparing and it's worse. Yeah. But, so but you've what, got what is it? Maple Leafs point of view, right? I mean, mm-hmm. getting retweeted by the Raptors and the Maple Leafs and stuff, that just shows how flooded the market is in Toronto. And yeah. of course, 
you know, you want to have the smaller market, don't you? You don't want to go for the bigger market. That would be ridiculous. Of you don't. Oh, who, who wants to grow the sport? God forbid. Yeah. My God. I like the home. I like the way that they called it um, the smaller market at home. And that's what it comes down to with the the mindset. It's I, I've, I've said this for, for years and years, is that rugby league heartland is anywhere rugby league is played. It doesn't matter if it's and, – and like if you're in Northern England and you're a rugby league fan, you are no more important than the dude in Italy that follows this weird sport that none of his friends follow and he watches it on his computer and he watches it from all over the world. You, you He is just as important as you are. That's rugby league heartland just as much as Wakefield or Hull or anywhere like that. And But the attitude is that, you know, home. And when they say home, they mean Northern England. And they mean only a small part of Northern England as well. Right. I'm, I'm going to say something. I, I Every time I say it, I always get upset and Jenny knows, but it, it really hurts. So on one of his comments, he basically just dissed the new fan base. Mm. He made it as if we didn't count, like we're irrelevant. The way he wrote it, yeah. was like, oh, yeah, they've got all these people, but who gives a fuck? Yeah. They're new fans. As if just because we're new fans means we shouldn't be taken into consideration for the whole growth of the sports mm-hmm. because they've got fans who've been around for 50 years. The fact that he even used words that just insulted our fan base is not fair. No. It's grasping I at remember, straws. It's grasping I mean, at straws, Sandy. When we were in London, sorry, when we were in Leeds for the season opener, Robert Elston saw us. The look on his face was like, oh, my God, they've got fans? Mm. He gave us a side look, and I will never, ever forget that. And that's why I made sure we were fucking loud that day. (laughs) I was like, if you're going to look at me and my my friends that way, just you're, you're, we were loud, weren't we, Jenny? We were, and, and here, and, what really gets me is the this report that they they're they're going on about and about the social media about the fans in small print it says we were unable to get the figures from the Canadian market. <laughs> okay, so so you're telling me that you looked at the Super League clubs in the United Kingdom and our posts about the Super League clubs in the United Kingdom, but where we're home, that's like saying cattle and dragons are not very popular in the United Kingdom. They're not very popular in the yeah. Super League. Unfortunately, we're unable to gather the figures from France at this present time. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's bizarre. That's like saying, you know, Manchester United or any club. We didn't look at Manchester to see how they were yeah. talking about it. We just looked at London, how they felt about Manchester. Um, and, and another interesting point is that you know they speak about Nielsen coverage and about the TV deal that they they totally ripped away from Toronto. Um, they said that when they removed the articles um, talking about the withdrawal from the 2020 season. Um, now, bear in mind when we withdrew from the 2020 season, we only had played a quarter, not even a quarter of the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, they said that Toronto Wolfpack only ranked second, <laughs> equal out of the four clubs behind the Red Devils and tied oh. with Wakefield Wakefield Trinity in relation to the percentage of media articles that each club appeared in that referenced Super League. Only and it said, second. However, only second. However, it did note that the value of the Toronto Wolfpack articles was the highest, the highest 
oh, of boy. the four clubs. So right. one second you're saying we mean shit on social media. And then you're saying, well, when we actually look at when you mentioned Super League, um, you're second. And actually you were the highest. But we're not going to talk about that because I need to find a reason to hate you. So yeah. let's talk about something else. Let's talk about the fact that, you know, you didn't make that much money. Name me one club that has made that much money for Super League. Please, yeah. I'm I'm begging you, if somebody out there can show me a club that has generated funds for the Super League off their own back, off their own back, because I'm telling you now, I'd love to see the money we've generated bringing SBW in. I'd mm-hmm. love to see those figures and the Sky figures and how many people down in Australia subscribe so that they could watch SBW. I'd love to see those figures, but unfortunately, in this report, those figures are not available. You know, the we'll one of the... One of the interesting things for me is that over here in Australia, the there was for many years there was a push to get rid of the New Zealand Warriors, and the NRL always resisted. And it was a very easy argument. It was a very insular argument. What's a New Zealand team doing in the Australian competition? It's our yep. competition, you know. And I always thought it was ridiculous, like absolutely ridiculous. And eventually, it got to a point where the New Zealand Warriors and the television deal that they generated in New Zealand was worth way more than the club grant that they got from the NRL. So to axe the New Zealand Warriors would actually have lost the NRL money. And that should have been the goal for Super League with the Toronto Wolfpack. It should have been about making a new television market in a massive city. I mean, 6.1 million people, that's bigger than Sydney. And by the way, way less teams than Sydney has. Talking about a saturated market. Um, (laughs) And it was a chance to build a new television market for the game. And to walk away from that is ridiculous. The other other thing that really upsets me, like really, really does, is you look at that game day experience that they had there in Toronto and, you know, packed stands of Canadians. This It wasn't like... You know, it, it it was actual Canadians that were turning up to watch rugby league and they were loving it. And they were saying, Oh, but they never paid to get in there. They were all given free tickets, right? Yeah. Oh, I mean, half of them were cardboard. My tickets. Well, yeah, you half of them were cardboard anyway. I mean, I'm listen, glad you thought they were real Canadians because it goes to show that our marketing team does listen, a really good job picking out cardboard. We don't have, yeah. We don't have any details from the, the Canadian market. I'm sorry, we can't talk about that. But- so sorry. You talked about getting the experience. So I've got an actual quote from okay. Robert Elston himself mm-hmm. in 2019. Do you remember when they at last minute decided, well, we don't even know if Toronto will be allowed in if they even win the million pound game? You know, they were mm-hmm. doing that little research at the end of the season. Anyway, this is his findings. I can thoroughly recommend a Wolfpack experience. A great welcome, a special match day, and an amazing city. I believe all fans would enjoy a trip to Toronto. Welcome Toronto Wolfpack to Super League. This was last year, around August, I think, or September. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, we do nothing, nothing for the sports or Super League. Mm-hmm. Nothing. How the hell do you go from, oh my God, it's amazing. I've been here. I can see it to nothing yeah. in 12 months. Like, apart from the pandemic, which, sorry, I'm not allowed to say, 
apart from something that's fucked up the world. And it's been devastating to, I mean, you look at what the New Zealand Warriors had to do. And New yeah. Zealand is a couple of hours flight from Sydney. And I mean, there was talk they might not be part of the NRL this year. And the NRL bent over backwards to make sure that they did everything they could to keep the Warriors going. You had other clubs lending them players. Like yeah. there was the NRL knew the importance of the Warriors and they knew that they had to go above and beyond for that team. Um, and Super League just hasn't done that. And, and it's in, incredible to me that they've seen all of that investment and, and waited for the Wolfpack to get to Super League. Like that was everyone's goal. And then they get there and the pandemic hits and it's terrible. But they didn't bend over backwards to make sure that all of that time and investment and the opportunity wasn't lost. And to me, that is, it's devastating for the sport in in Great Britain and in the rest of the world because the Wolfpack, and I've said this, was the most important team in rugby league. I still believe it is. You know, at one point it, it was the Brisbane Broncos and then it was the, the Auckland Warriors who turned into the New Zealand Warriors. Then it was the Melbourne Storm. Now it's the Wolfpack. And to lose what was built, so quickly in Toronto with the Wolfpack, it's devastating for the entire sport. And and this and, and, and I agree. And you know, I think there's a few important things to bring up that I don't think many people realize. So one, furlough. Furlough was given to other clubs um, who many clubs okay. used to pay their players. Um, without furlough, we would have seen many clubs cripple this year. Mm-hmm. Now that was not an option. Um, the Canadian government decided when they were giving out support that they simply couldn't afford to give out support um, to to businesses that they felt were um, maybe luxury. And so no sports teams in Canada received any financial res- support. Yeah. That's why one thing to note. That's why yeah. Canadian football had to close the whole season. And that's not exactly. happening or gone up because they just couldn't afford it. So they just canceled the whole season. So. Yeah. And the second thing to note is that um, the boys, because of um, tax reasons and things like that, were not able to access, and because the Wolfpack was a Canadian employer, was not able to access the furlough scheme in this country. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a very important thing to to. And, and I know it, the buck stops with David Argyle. And I and I and I want to reiterate: nobody's excusing what has happened with him. But Mm. the man has a business in Australia. Um, It's a mining business, which was heavily impacted by COVID. Um, That business suffered as well. And he needed to take care of his players down there. He tried to sell assets to gain money. And I think we are also thinking that this, this COVID only happened when lockdown started. COVID was affecting businesses well before lockdown started. Yeah. Lockdown was a result of, of COVID affecting so many businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, he couldn't sell assets to get the money. And he to this day is trying to sell assets. But in the middle of, an, of a global pandemic, people are not buying shares. People are not buying, taking risks Anything. or getting lending money, you know, mortgages were put on hold. Like this affected, I mean, nobody in my lifetime, my parents' lifetime, my grandparents' lifetime has lived through a global pandemic. And people are saying, well, Toronto's just using it as an excuse. You owed money before. Okay, there was a few bills that there was owed money. I can't I can't say whether they were legitimate or not. But what I will say is um, they were peanuts compared to the, the, 
huge bag of nuts we're talking about now. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, we're talking about huge amounts that just couldn't get paid. Um, and what do you do in those situations? I so, mean, it could have happened to any Super League club, but unfortunately the government gave money for those clubs. Ask yourself the question. So last week there was uproar about the idea of finishing the season abruptly because they were concerned that they weren't going to be able to do all the TV games, et cetera, et cetera. That was last week. All of a sudden, um, in the afternoon on Monday, Boris Johnson says we're extending the furloughs game in November. All of a sudden, the teams who were happy to complain about mm-hmm. not finishing the season because we need to make sure that we do, you know, do what we have to do to get our money from Sky, all of a sudden we're championing let's finish the season now. I'm just saying. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying. exactly. And, you know, we did have a breakout in, in the league and things, but I do know that the likes of the NRL and stuff made their players take certain precautions so that um, the infection rate was a lot lower. Um, maybe we should have done that over here. But I think I in, yeah. in the grand in the grand scheme of all of this, um, because, you know, many people are going to listen to this and going to say, here's two bitter fans about Canada. Ha ha ha. Maybe your club should have done X, Y, Z. So. Am I annoyed about Canada? Yes. Am I upset the Toronto Wolfpack aren't playing next year? Yes. Do I understand some of the reasons? I do. What I'm asking for is a few things. I want people who support Rugby League, who support the Super League, to ask yourself a few questions. It could be your team next. Look at the likes of Featherstone. And I will talk exactly to the Featherstone fans. Your team could be one of the teams chosen as the 12th team. You're going to get a portion of the funding. You may or may not get through. And if your face don't fit, despite how you played, and they did lose against Toronto, but in my opinion, they earned that position as the second best team. If we're if we're if we're looking at the competition as the two best teams end up in the in the end, mm-hmm. you know. But your face doesn't fit, so you might not get to Super League. I'm asking you guys to to ask these hard questions. Where is the governance? Where is the accountability? Where is the transparency on the selection, on the decisions? Because we as the fans, we fund this league. Without us fans, there would not be the money. There would not be the sponsors. There would not be the amount of hype around Super League. So we need to pool together and actually, you know, set aside whether you like the Wolfpack or not. But this should show you that the transparency, I believe as fans, you all deserve answers. You all deserve answers why your club voted a certain way. If you believe strongly against the Wolfpack and and you're part of Leeds, you deserve to know why Leeds voted for the Wolfpack. You know, I feel that transparency is key and governance is key. And we don't have any of that in Super League. There is no one to question the big dog. And there's no one to to watch him. It's like, for example, if you look at the health system, you've got um, a governing body for the health system. And when they go and inspect, there is no one for them to go up to to challenge an inspection, for example. There is nobody. So if you were to challenge Super League, who the do they go to? Really? No. Who who does the fans just need an answer? We need transparency. So we and we would have accepted if the report and the process, a genuine process, was followed, and the facts were there, and it generally did say there was no viability, whatever the word is, for Toronto or rugby. I would have accepted it. But fans who pay into the sport through many different ways, 
they deserve transparency. That's I the least they can that- do. They're not idiots. They are not idiots. And I sometimes feel that the decisions that they've made in the last two, three weeks, it's like, you know what? Our fans are idiots. They're not going to notice. I, I also think that Super League owed it to the, all of the Wolfpack fans to have a plan. If they were going to say, no, you, you can't come into Super League, they should have said why openly. And then they should have said, but here's what we've got for you. And if they had said, look, we, we would like the Wolfpack to go back to the championship in 2020, we want them to, even if they said we want them to stay in the championship for three years from that point on, and then we will relook at them coming back into Super League once the pandemic is hopefully settled down and the world gets back to a little bit of normalcy and our finances get back to normalcy. They just, there was nothing there. It was just like, no, go away. And that was it. And and that wasn't good enough. That's not good enough for all of the investment that they called upon from these teams that did look to start up expansion clubs and and i i just think that super league owes more than that as you say to the fans but they also owe it to the people that were investing in these teams and it's not just about the ones now it's about anyone in the future that wants to invest in rugby league they've got to know that like if something goes wrong, the rugby league doesn't just throw its hand up and hands up and say, "Well, we're going back to right, yeah. to little towns in northern England, and you're on your own." You know. So there was there was a comment about sponsorship. Some I can't remember. Jenny will probably tell you. There's something about sponsorship or the value of sponsorship. And I I said to Jenny, "Can you please tell me that I've just not read what I've read? Because are you telling me that you think a big city like Toronto cannot get some decent sponsorship?" What kind of sponsors do the UK league get? I'm just wondering, how would you rate the sponsors that they are attracting? Yeah, well, look, I tell you what, I know that uh, the free pizzas you'd get out of Toronto would be better than the ones I've seen out of Northern England. Jeez, bloody tuna and tuna and corn. Pizza, pizza, we should there? have pizza pizza get involved, Jenny. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. You know, I'm just going to list off a few of our, uh, our commercial sponsors here. We had Air Transat. We had All Seas Global. We had Toronto, uh, the jewelry company, the Toronto Wolfpack um, had their own, you know, um, creams and things like that out that they sponsored. Um, we had Yoda Labs. We had, you know, there there was countless sponsors and, and they do list them. Um, but then they compare it to the, uh, the you're, they're comparing sponsorship um, with the fact that, you know, a team in Australia has Hawaii mobile phones as a sponsor. And they're like, well, look what kind of sponsor they got. And I'm like, look kind of sponsor Super League got. They have to have free pizza. Yeah, they don't exactly. even get money from it. It's free pizza, and that's your sponsor. But you want us to pull in. You want us to pull in Hawaii as a sponsor, and that's pretty and this, much what they were comparing it to. And this is the point: is that you have an individual who is paid to lift up the sport. That is what a chief executive of any organization, commercial or sports, their role is to lift it up, to bring it to another level. And to make sure that the reputation of the business, of the sport, is intact. Yeah? And it's it's done fairly. NHL, whatever it is. You actually think that people were going to look at the pizza deal 
as a, su- a success. Like really, yeah. in this day yeah. and age, that's the kind of deal you get if you're a local club. My local kids club get free snacks and stuff because it's free publicity. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of at their level, they should be demanding money out of it. Not I'll show you, I'll give you free pizzas. Yes, it might have saved the club five thousand pounds a month or something on food. I don't know. I, I'm just throwing out numbers. But yeah. really, really for the sport. Yeah, like, and voted the funny, on that. Who the funny thing is that? that it's like not even the worst deal Super League's ever signed. It's right. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm too new to know what the history of all the deals were, but yeah, I just I, I can't understand. Oh my god! I just how, how about having a CEO that looks at Toronto just as a city and says, you know what? I can't see anything commercially there for us. Like, like that's your job. If you can't do it, you shouldn't be do. You shouldn't be in this role. It's a city of six point one million people. You know, it's if you can't find opportunity there, especially for a sporting club that people have already got behind there, and that the media got behind, and that is far from being saturated. I mean, that was the most ridiculous thing I think I read. Um, You know, then you're the wrong person to be the CEO of Super League. Like I said, who is who is minding the person at the top? Who is looking after him? Who is who is ensuring that you know corruption doesn't corrupt? I mean, there's no he answers to nobody. I mean, he signs this Papa John's deal. It was that put past anybody? Was that voted on by the clubs? I can't see many clubs thinking, "Oh well, that sounds pretty good. We get three large pizzas." Because if this is the case for the twelfth team, Super League, I'm telling you right now, my eleven year old son's team, they have a sponsor of a major wood company here in uh, Scotland, wood manufacturer, mm-hmm. um, and uh, I, I promised to order four pizzas. I mean, I'm pretty sure now my son's team's in the running for the 12th team because I'm giving more. And actually, they they, they have 450 followers on social media. So, I mean, call me. Call me. We'll do a deal. (laughs) Do you know what? But that's how ridiculous we're getting now when we're looking for this this team. I get nowhere. I'm the donut girl. So, you see, this is where me and Jenny don't, you know, this is where me and Jenny don't work. It's like, donuts, give me donuts and and I'm sold, you know. No, it's 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 hard. I'm laughing now because I have to because mm. I, you know, Toronto Wolfpack to, you know, to a lot of, I guess, the older people, you know, the, the, the longstanding fans would probably see Toronto as they're a new club. You know, mm. they're a club that is on paper, just like, empl- you know, companies will have employees, but they see the employees as just numbers on a spreadsheet. Mm-hmm. But Toronto Wolfpack were a lot more than that. People don't realize so since the announcement, I've been talking to fans on private who've been in tears because the Wolfpack was their only family. There's a lot of lonely people in the world, especially when they can't see their family. And, you know, they, for whatever reason, they, it's, and they're like, I feel like it's been torn apart. It's been taken away from me. You know, people like me and Jen, the Wolfpack, this is where I get really upset. It's hard living abroad sometimes. Mm-hmm. And the Wolfpack brought people together. You know, I'm, you know, I met Jenny and Ian and so many amazing expats from around the UK who have one thing in common. We're Canadian. And this team helped us come together. Yeah. And we would go to the game, 
have a good time. Our kids were there. It was like our own family that we were growing. And the way the whole thing was treated, it was like, who cares? I don't care. Like this, Toronto are just the number on a spreadsheet. I don't care. Just because we are new doesn't mean we don't have thing, you know, things weren't happening. And it, and you can see from our pictures, we were having fun. We were bringing new people along. You know, we're talking about it with our kids. My son talks about the wolf pack all the time with his friend. He proudly wears it to his games. The thing is, I, we weren't, we're not asking for special treatment. What we're asking no. for is to be treated fairly. And I yeah. think that's the word we need to use, fairly. I would like then, do the clubs now that have pulled out due to COVID reasons, because that is the reason we gave at the beginning of the season, we were pulling out due to COVID. And it's very yeah. important to reiterate that. We were pulling out due to COVID. Now, these other teams, yes, they have COVID, but they are pulling out due to COVID. So I'm asking, are they going to have to provide a three-year financial plan? Are they going to have to uh, undergo a a review with their peers and a vote of course not so if it's good for the goose it needs to be good for the gander and unfortunately right now all i'm seeing is a lot of xenophobes and i'll call it i'm, I'm seeing xenophobes they don't like it because it's different it's a different country what has canada got to offer they don't even have canadians in their team and that's all you read about oh well argyle had bills to do beforehand and i'm sure if you go into any super league club there are unpaid bills of course there is you know every club manages their finances differently and were there cracks there were cracks but if you were a team who had a five-year vision and reached your vision in year three were we wrong to say no to central funding yes were we wrong to say we'll give up everything just to join the super league yes but i used the comparison before it's like a teenage boy when you tell him he can see boobs for the first time he is going to do whatever he can to get to that finish line and that's what we did we did whatever yeah. we could to get to that finish line, and we agreed. We signed Satan's order because yeah. we the thing had is, to. the thing is, a lot of people don't know because the one comment I keep on hearing is the TV deal. You brought yeah. nothing to the TV deal. Well, many many people choose to ignore that Sky had sold the rights already. So yeah. I'm sorry, but I think it's illegal to sell something that actually doesn't belong to you. If, yeah. I'm, I'm, am I correct, Jenny? That is it illegal that I mean they had the right, so yeah, they could sell the rights if they wanted to. Should a consultation have happened? Absolutely. And this is what seems to the, the fans jump on lines of information. And and I mark my words now. I am almost positive that there is enough irate people out there that from both sides of the table that transparency will come through you know come to the table and you were going to see leaks of reports you were going to see people coming out and saying enough's enough i'm here to speak um and actually set the record straight because right now there is no record straight and if any super league club or robert himself would like to set the record straight you know here's my phone number here's my email address let you know let, let's put it out there. Let's put out the story. What are you so afraid of? And that's what I see. I see fear. I see fear from the Super League. I see fear from the owners. I see fear. I see right now they look like a bunch of scared kids running away from a solution. Yeah, that's what yeah. I see. You're and, afraid and, of change. And, and that's the point. Me and Jenny just want 
because like I said, we've got kids who are going to be brought up in this country mm-hmm. and, you know, they fell in love with it because of the Wolfpack. But the thing is, they love rugby league. And I genuinely fear that when they're old, there might not be something there. Yeah. I, it might not happen next year or the year after, but I, I, the way it's going, I really don't know what will be left in five, ten years time. And that, that's why we did the petition. It's not about Toronto. It's about we need to understand what is going on. Fans deserve a right. You pay your season ticket. You pay merchandise. You pay for a lot of things. And though that paying, you are the lifeline. The club owners are your representatives. That's how it should be. Because guess what? They can own clubs, but if there's no fans, there is no club. And, and the thing I would add to that is that you don't build something by tearing down what you've got in front of you. And I think that the Bradford Bulls are a really good example of that. Yes. Bradford Bulls were once the biggest club in Super League by quite some way. And I remember at the time telling English fans like the finances for all of the clubs are not great. And it they won't take much for even the best clubs to fall over. And it was like, oh, too big to fail, too big to fail. Mm. The, the game has got nothing positive from a team like the Bradford Bulls falling apart and disappearing. You know, all we did was we lost another city, one of the few cities we had there in Super League, lost the city and lost a team, lost an entity, lost all of those fans. You know, there are kids that are growing up in Bradford now. They can't say to themselves, well, I'm going to play for the Bradford Bulls in Super League. It was just lost instead of being saved, instead of somebody stepping in and saying like, we can't lose something so important to the game. And that's what you see in the Toronto Wolfpack. You see a team that is very important. You know, I don't want to hear about the, the Canadian players. The Melbourne Storm have only had a couple of Melbourne players in yep. their team ever. You know, yep. they were yep. half-owned by News Limited, which was the NRL itself, for most of their history for a very, very long time. Um you know, and look at what the Melbourne Storm has become. The NRL stuck with the Storm because they knew it was a brand new media market. They needed it. It was too big to ignore. And that's what you have in the Wolfpack. You've got the opportunity to be into a new media market, a massive city. I mean, 6.1 million people. You can't turn your back on that when they've already embraced you. You know, it's not like there's something that needs to be built here. It's something that already exists. And Super League cannot afford to turn its back on something and let another opportunity go by the wayside. Um, and so I, I really applaud your passion. I really, am, I, I, I just love that is a keeping the fires stoked because Super League needs the Toronto Wolfpack. Where can we sign the petition? Uh, what, and I'll put it in the, the description of this episode, but whereabouts can we go to sign the petition? It is, it is a, uh, change.org, um, petition that we, we, we started up. Um, and, and, you know, we do want to stress that this isn't just about the Wolfpack. This is about Super League as a whole, because we, we strongly feel that everyone deserves answers. Um, I, I will give you the link for it. Um, but if you go to the change.org site, um, we call it make rugby league great again. Um, <laughs> you know, because that's essentially what we need to do. We, yeah. I think, you know, in my, 
honest opinion, do we need the Super League? I'm not sure about that. I'm not sure if we need to disband fully and come up with a mega league. Um, I'm not sure how we would work it, but I do believe the man at the top has questions to be answered. And until we get those questions um, or until he takes a long, hard look in the mirror and answers the question himself, have I done good for this league? Mm -hmm. Have I truly done good for this league? Um, And if the answer isn't a hundred percent, yes, then you owe the people to step down. Yeah. And I will put that on leaguefreak.com. I'll make a, just a post just for the, uh, for the petition itself. So you'll be able to find it there as well. I'll put it in the, the description and, of this podcast you. as well. And, and like Jenny said, I know obviously you're based in Australia and so on, but you know, if, if there is something going on, if, if this league is lost somehow, the connection between both countries in terms of the relationships of the games, you know, when you have your, that big game between the winner of Super League and it's going to die, it's going to die. And that's such a great game. There's so much to be, and the thing is, somebody said to me, oh, but we've got games in France. I'm like, why should it be just France? Like, why should we just look at, it's either France or Canada. Why can't we have both? Why? I I don't understand. It's like you have to pick between your children. Which child do you love the most? I love them both. Oh, you can't. You're not allowed to. It's exactly the same. Why should it have to be between France and Canada? I exactly. don't understand. And, looks and fans, should be, fans should be asking themselves the most important question. Why is all these reports and things like that just being done now? Yeah. Yeah. Why wasn't this asked at the beginning? Why wasn't this done at the beginning? You know, one of the, the sentences in this report, and, and I mean, I, I love it. But it's my favorite sentence. We had a very short time to prepare this report. You've had three freaking years. You yeah. knew we were going to get there eventually. Why did you not think about the viability until we said to you, the money is stopping? And yeah. I think that's what it comes down to. Our money has dried up. We need help. And he asked for 200K loan and was denied. So again, where's this COVID money gone to? He asked for that to keep playing. That's all he needed was 200K to keep playing, to tie him over, to be able to sort out funds. And they said, no, to me, this was a fix from the start. And this was, this is, this was their way of getting us out. That's what I believe. Now there, there's something that was uh, interesting that was said there about, do we need super league? Do you think that there is the possibility, any possibility? And look, I know that this is really, really reaching for something. I understand how difficult it would be, but do you think that there's any possibility that the Wolfpack can live on in a different, like, can they enter the French competition? Can they, is there the possibility of entering the United States rugby league competition? Is there a possibility of forming some sort of transatlantic competition or even being just part of the championship. I mean, how do you both feel about where the Wolfpack goes from here if the door is shut on Super League? And and I look, I agree. I don't know that Super League is the be-all and end-all. I think that there's definitely a possibility of something pretty damn good being built without Super League. Right. I'll ask you a question, right? Mm-hmm. You can buy Toronto or any team. Would you really invest in any team where you know you will not be allowed to go up even if you win? 
Would you yeah, really? And, and the answer like, is not. I mean, oh yeah, well, we win the championship. As an example, before yeah. anyone shoots me, it's just an example. If you were one of the championship clubs who keeps winning, the million pound game keeps winning the million pound game, and you go nowhere, would you really invest that? Honestly, if that was your money, would you do that? Yeah, and you, you can't. You just couldn't. What's the point of playing? Yeah. And look, you know. the, I've heard I've heard people that follow championship clubs for years as well because I, I've I I don't think that promotion or relegation works for rugby league in the UK. I've got no no problems with a team if it's good enough joining Super League. I've got no problems with that, and I think that that should be the process. I think that the automatic promotion or relegation is a really damaging system. Uh, but I and when I've said that it shouldn't be automatic promotion and relegation that sometimes you do need a couple of years being a really good club in the championship before you can build yourself to the point where you are capable of being in super league. And I've heard fans from the championship saying, well, you know, why would we do that? And it's not even worth it. And I wouldn't even watch them play and all this sort of stuff. You know, I, I think that obviously super league needs to be the goal for all of these teams. But it, it's, you know, how long how long can you fund building up to that level? And the, the thing that kills me is that Toronto had done it. They'd done it so quickly. It was like some, it was like a miracle. And they had the fan base. They had the big city behind them. They had a new market. There was every single box was ticked. And, you know, you, it makes you wonder what would have happened if COVID didn't roll around. You know, would we be seeing Toronto just being fine? And if that's the case, then you can't kick them out. You know, if if it was COVID that was the the nail in the coffin for the Toronto Wolfpack, then surely all of those positives they would bring to Super League and were about to bring to Super League, you've you've got to give them a chance to keep bringing them to Super League, even if you say start again in two thousand and twenty two. But when Catalan joined, when they were given a place automatic in, in Super League, they were and, and everyone say, well, Catalan were an established team and blah, blah that's fine. But the fact is they they allowed them to stay in Super League for three years without worrying yeah. that they would go down. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, but because of the city that Toronto is and the, the, the fan base, which is very different to a French, I find, you know, does it France Great, great country. Been there many times. They love their union. They do love legal as well. But culturally, France is very different to North American, um, to US and Canada. Mm-hmm. It's just very different. It is a sports nut continent. Mm-hmm. So it's very difficult to say, oh, because Catalan were an established club, um, Toronto, they were new. I'm like, yeah, but culturally, we are very different, and we did a lot in three years. Yeah. So I think it was exceptions to one, but like Jenny said, where are the consistent rules? Where are the consistency in how you manage stuff? There is nothing. There's no rules of operations anywhere. On, honestly, the way I'd like to see it, um, you know, and, and to answer your question, um, I don't want Toronto back in it. I, I you know, we're better than this now. We we need to go out with our heads held up high and we need to now start making change, which I think is what we're going towards. I genuinely feel that the RFL 
um, should take it all over and let's make proper divisions and tables. Let's start making a constitution. Let's start making rules. Let's start making, you know, let's think of the what if scenarios and have outcomes for it. You know, let's look at, you know, look at witness Vikings. Um, they had, they went into administration, I believe 2019. Um, they're still, they're still playing. They're still playing because a, a bunch of fans raised money for them. Um, now, we didn't have fans raise money. We actually had somebody who is financially viable come forward and say, here you go. You know, like this, I'll take care of the I'll take care of the money. But yet that was OK for the Vikings to keep playing, even though, you know, the the surrounding of the the funds and why they went into administration is a little bit you know, here and there, but you're looking at, so they found the viability in a pop in a town with a population of 61,000, but then they don't find the viability in a population at a town with a population of 6 million. I mean, I don't understand. So where do I want to see the wolf pack or, or some form of the wolf pack? You know, we have rugby world cup coming. Our ladies are coming to that. We have, um, you know, different tournaments, um, East versus West, things like that in Canada. Would I like to see a Canadian league? I I would, um, I would like to see something happen in Canada or to join up with America and things. Um, but we belong in some capacity within the RFL, we belong, we've earned the rights. We're giving jobs to rugby players who may not have been signed because let's face it, everyone has a salary cap. Um, mm-hmm. And the players that we signed, your Ashton Sims, your Gaz O'Brien, you know, your uh, Lilitels, things like that. We, where would they have gone and played? Where mm-hmm. would they have gone and played had it not been for us? So I think um, going forward, um, we need change and we need transparency and we either need the, the Super League um, being babysat by the RFL so it's actually run fairly um, and then maybe we we need a revote, we need a reconsideration, maybe. But um, I, I think, you know, Never say never is what I say. Never say never. But at the same time, I think we need to look at the viability of the sport in in, in its whole because we've had a lot of clubs drop out recently in the Super League. Um, So we need to look at the viability of the sport because this is our new normal. The virus isn't going anywhere right now. We need to think how can we make rugby league stick around for the next 100 years and going the way we're going under the leadership we are going it isn't going to stay um so again you know if robert can look himself in the mirror and say that he's done the best he can do for this sport then fair enough but i don't think he can i i just want to take this opportunity um to say two things one thank you to everybody all the fans from all the clubs who have reached out to me jenny and so many wolfpack fans either publicly or private message to really show their support. It really has actually shocked me. Actually, at the end of the day, you either are a rugby league fan or a club fan, and mm-hmm. there's a lot of rugby league fans. So I want to say thank you to all of them. It's it's, it's kind of actually made me cry sometimes of, of the things they've said, and especially the ones who've actually been there, you know, and, um, and me and Jenny were going through some of them, honestly. Jenny's like, Sandy, get it together. I'm like, I can't. <laughs> it was just because it, people were speaking from the heart. Yeah. The messages of support were from the heart and it wasn't like the, the other one is thank you to the clubs who fought for us. Mm-hmm. Thank you for those people who believed in us because it means a lot. You know, when it's, you know, people like Leeds and so on, you know, you can you continuously fight at our cause 
And I will always, and Wolfpack fans will always be appreciative of, of, of clubs like that, aren't we, Jenny? It's, it's, it's been really it just, is. Yeah. yeah. And I think it speaks wonders to Warrington abstain from voting. Um, you know, I think they, I think questions need to be asked too. Um, you know, why did they abstain? Were they in fear mm. of something? Were you know they're a pretty big financially sound club? I, I love Warrington. I, I've been um, you know there in the hospitality suites. I was given you know I, I'm very you know good acquaintances with with the owner of Warrington, and I will say, um, I hear you. Your non-vote says a lot for me. Um, you're the, you know, smart businessman in charge of Warrington. Um, and I think the abstaining from voting says a lot to me. Um, those who voted no, um, I hope you weren't voting with your checkbooks and I hope you were voting based on facts and not just somebody saying facts. Um, I'm afraid I don't think they were. I don't think enough questions were asked. Um, and I, I, I would love to see the minutes from this meeting published. Um, so all of rugby league and all of super league supporters, um, can draw their own conclusions and, um, see the actual plan that was put forth rather than making assumptions. Um, you know, and I, and thanks to the media too, who covered it fairly, um, yeah, who definitely. weren't just out for blood and out for drama um, to those that gave that non-biased opinion. Um, it, it was appreciated. Um, and I, never say never is what yeah. I'm going to say to that. Never say never. We might not be back as the Wolf Pack. Um, we might not be back in Super League, but um, we've come too far as a, as a country in a sport that isn't one of our national sports. And we are mainly union. Um we've come a long way. Um, you know, we've got our ladies going to rugby world cup, um, who are, I think are going to dominate, um, never say never. And I, you know, and I hope for the likes of, you know, Brian McDermott and, and, you know, thanks to him as well, because he really led that pack forward. Um, and, 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 and everybody, Bob Hunter, you know, these yeah. people, really fought for us and you know the, the judgments that were being made unfairly just because of I just can say it on Twitter so Bob Carlo everybody who worked 24 7 to really fight for us to have a team thank you and um but yeah I, I I'm exhausted now <laughs> no exactly you know and to the players Sorry. as well who stood by the team I, I think we should take a moment and appreciate yeah. them um you know, Gareth O'Brien, thank you for not signing a new deal until you heard about Toronto. Um, maybe shame on that club for offering a deal before the decision of Toronto was made. Um, but, you know, there were so many players that were waiting on this decision and wanting to play for the club. And that says a lot, too, because l l let's be fair. If you weren't happy with the management, if you weren't happy with the club, you would have left. Um, and many of these players stood by us uh, and really cared about the fans so um you know thank you to all of them as well and and i can only apologize to them because we really tried we we tried our hardest um to get our voices heard but now is a time where i think we can get our voices heard um with a petition let's let's prove to super league that we're not happy with the way it's being run we're not happy with a 12th team um being chosen with no criteria when there are teams that should deserve it but might not get in because their face doesn't fit I agree. I agree 100%. And look, that, that petition will be part of the description for this podcast. 
make sure you go and sign up to it. It's very important. It's important for all of rugby league, not just the Toronto Wolfpack. This is this is a decision on the future of our game and where we want it to be, how big we want it to be, not how small we want it to remain. So I, I just want as many people as possible to get onto that petition. Um, it'll be in the description. I'll put it up on leaguefreak.com. I, I won't post anything for the next you know, few days. It'll be the top post on there so you can check that out. This has been a really important podcast Please retweet it and share it, put it on Facebook, put it everywhere, because I think it's, you know, this is a side of the Toronto Wolfpack story that we're not hearing too much about, and I think it needs to be heard. I think the passion needs to be heard. I think that, you know, the importance of this club, and it's not just about business, it's about people, and it's about bringing people together. It's about bringing new people into the sport. And it's about all of our love for this this game that we're trying to make bigger and better. And and that's something that the Toronto Wolfpack stood for. And I I don't want that to end. I don't think any of us cry. want that to Stop end. Stop it. You're making me cry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> if you start crying, I'll start crying. So, look. I, I, and I mean, you know, uh, this goes out to our three followers on Twitter as well. Because, you know, we don't have a very big social media impact. But um, if you if you can... You know, any cardboard fans out there who want to like our social media pages, that would be great. We we need all the help we can clearly get. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. That and was facts. Facts. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for having us again. Thank you for having us. Back. Yes. Look, thank and you. Go thank Panthers. You. Yeah. Panthers. <laughs> I, I lost two games this year. And... Oh so, man. Look, thank you for coming on. Thank You're you. a welcome on any time. If anyone yeah. listening, uh, make sure you subscribe. Go to manscaped.com. Put in the code NRL. 20% off and free shipping at everything at manscaped.com. They're in Canada. They're in the UK. They're in Australia. They're, they'll, you know, wherever you are, just go and check it out. Um, also, you know, follow us on uh, on Twitter. I, I'm banned from Twitter at the moment, so I can't tweet. I've got another week to go. <laughs> I, I said the special word it's a long twice. Story. Yeah, I said the special oh, word twice and they didn't like it. But COVID. anyway. COVID too many times. <laughs> I, I said COVID twice and they didn't like it. Anyway, thank you anyway, both for coming for... on. It's been an awesome podcast. We'll be in thank touch. You. Thank, thank you. you. Thanks for having us. Bye. Thank you. Bye.